The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Yo! What day is it? Who am I? What is this? (laughs) Welcome in on a Reaction Monday, live with you here in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. I'm Matt. JB is here. Most importantly, you are here. And there are lots of ways for you to just take over the show today on a Reaction Monday. I know you guys can't really see this on the live stream. You don't really care. Normally, this is a kind of a shot sheet that is filled out with all kinds of information and times and different things that I might pull from on the show. Today, nada. Zip, zilch, almost nothing on there because I'm just turning the show over to you. I've, I've been alone in my own thoughts since Saturday night about results around the college football world. I am tired of my thoughts. I would rather hear your thoughts. Lots of lots of ways for you to be a part of the show here today on this Reaction Monday. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? What is going on? What is going on? Which way is up? <laughs> Who's any good? Oh no, we suck again. <laughs> Who does that apply to? Oklahoma? What's an Oklahoma? Bandwagon. Bandwagon my foot. Kiss my foot. Bandwagon. Oklahoma. Playoffs? Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs? Playoffs? (laughs) All I have to say is that here's what I would like to do, JB. By the way, good Monday morning to you. Yeah, man. Happy happy Monday afternoon to you. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> stick it. Let me tell you, I'm not happy. <laughs> my my daughter texts me. She goes, I so wish I wasn't a teacher today so I could just listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say something, okay? I have – It's a, I'm not happy, and it's not that my team lost. That happens a lot. I'm not happy because I can't figure anything out. Up is down, down is up, good is bad, bad is good. Okay, I, I can't figure any of it out. Okay, I don't have a handle on any of it. <laughs> and I'm not even really a control freak. That ought to let you know how out of control things seem. Now, I have I have something that I would like to use here on the show, JB, to, yeah. de- to describe the Mississippi State-Arkansas game. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready, pal. All right, here we go. <laughs> U G L Y. You ain't got, you no, ain't alibi. got no alibi. <laughs> you ugly. Hey, hey, hey you, you ugly. ugly. <laughs> Go Michael Scott Paper Company. Remember when the Michael Scott Paper Company on the office used that as their morning cheer? <laughs> yeah. It was their morning motivational cheer. U G L Y. You ain't got no alibi. Dad gummit, what in the world's going on? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? <laughs> 
All right. Plenty, look at here. Uh, y'all hit me up on the country pleasing text line. JB told me on the Facebook live stream, he said, nice hat. Look at that. Yep. It's my teal uh, mesh hat from Country Pleasing Sausage and Country Meat Packers in Florence with the red hog on the front. Y'all text me on the Country Pleasing text line. It's 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN. If you need the number, 885-3776. There's a bunch of texts. I'm coming to all of them right now on this Reaction Monday. Also, call me. I'd love to hear your voice. It'll give me a chance to take a sip of coffee because I'm pouring it in my mug right now. I'm pouring it full there. Hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. If you call me, I'll get to listen to you talk. I'd rather hear your voice than mine today on this Reaction Monday. So call me, 995-1059-601 number. 995-1059-601. All right. Who's up? Who's first? Let me see here. JB said, nice hat. Hey to everybody watching the live stream on YouTube as well. Reggie said, good stuff. Sven said, hey guys, I can't. If you can't see me, don't worry. I'm still hiding under a rock after the Arkansas game. <laughs> uh, can I get it? Is there room under that rock, Sven? Chuck says, what seriously happened? All caps. <laughs> Owen says, KJ Costello throwing three picks is what happened. Turnovers. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers will get you beat. Too many of them anyway. My mother. How about that? My mother says, I believe LSU is still in the top 20 and... Who is out to pasture? <laughs> I think she has a typo in there. Yep, State. She says, I can't believe LSU is still in the top 20 and State is out to pasture. Yeah, well, for now, it's week to week, mama. It's week to week. Uh, what is it? Paul says, my mama says Matt's having an issue fit. Now, that's a great term. <laughs> he's got issues and he's having a fit about them. <laughs> he's kind of like, like sands through the hourglass these are the days of our dogs he's having an issue fit <clears throat> I like that a lot Jessica on Facebook said Costello's got to get rid of the ball quicker everyone has to do their job Yeah. well they did you know Arkansas did exactly what you said they were going to do what we talked about last week is that they were going to make everything go underneath, underneath? And when Kylan Hill got hurt in the first minute and a half and, dude, I felt so sorry for him because he had no idea what world he was in. Yeah. Uh, when yeah, he, when he, he didn't went down. know. But, but that, you know, and, and Arkansas had a, had, a, had an injured player, pretty key player in the first half as well. So Yeah, Boyd, they're running yeah. back. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, that's it. You look up in the latter parts of the game, both teams playing backup running backs. All right, let me uh, jump in here. The uh, country-pleasing text line is getting full quick. So last Monday on Reaction Monday, I got so far behind, there was no way I could possibly catch up. So, uh, let me do a little better job here jumping in here uh, early. And then I'm going to come to a, a neat question here on Facebook. Uh, first up, Brian, country pleasing, text line 885-ESPN says, I told you last week I was experiencing MSU overload. I'm expecting a better week. Hotty toddy. <laughs> He's first. Brian, congrats to you. You're in first. <clears throat> yeah, heck of a win there, huh? What a What a weird game. There was so much unexpected. Again, like I don't feel like I have a grasp on anything. I did not think Kentucky's offense could go up and down the field with Ole Miss. They did. What? <clears throat> 40 Should have been 42 points apiece, but instead it was 42 to 41 in overtime. I didn't think that, you know, and it might highlight the fact that, I mean, Ole Miss's defense is just way behind personnel-wise. They got issues. They might have an issue fit before it's over, but their offense made up for it. And their offense is going to be fun to watch and can keep them in most of their games all year long. Really, 
Um, so it's just a, a road win, no matter how you get it, is a road win. You go put up 40-something points on the road against a good program like Kentucky, uh, you're doing something on offense for sure. Uh, court. Yeah, you beat a national championship team the first game, and then yeah. the next week <laughs> you let somebody well, go and won a game. 20 games beat you, you uh, know? Right. Well, listen, so we know the SEC is always weird, much less when weirdness abounds, right, in a, in a pandemic right. year. But think about that. So State ends like the nation, the SEC's longest winning streak the week mm-hmm. before, and the next week they end the SEC's longest losing streak. Back-to-back yeah. weeks. Quirk yeah. on the uh, text line says, how about that shot on 18 for Sergio? Don't waste my time with golf right now, Quirk. Didn't watch it. Didn't see it. Don't know what we're talking about there. Uh, Peanut Butter Falcon says, I've been an MSU fan my entire 33 years of life. And I hate to say it, but I told you so. I could feel last Monday we would lose. Maybe it's just the pessimism built into me. <laughs> Andrew Noble says, My thoughts? I don't even know what to think. <laughs> what do I do with my hands? I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, James last week says, No, this is Anthony. said, I texted last week about being overconfident. You know, <clears throat> as the game went on, I... I have to wonder. I think it's an okay question. I don't know that I would definitively answer it this way about, yes, they were overconfident, but it was at times a little bit of an overconfident approach, continuing to try to jam that football down the field a little bit, down the field a little bit. Let's take a shot here. Let's throw it in there to the dig. Let's try it over here, you know, the whole shot between the corner and the safety that gets picked off a play action. Instead of just the first scoring drive State had in the game, they went 15 plays, 75 yards by this. Just five yards, six yards, swing out, five yards, six yards, swing, five yards, incomplete, five yards, four yards, two yards, five yards, and the next thing you know, you score. Because guess what? They, Arkansas was betting. They placed a bet. We're putting our tokens over here saying, you won't be patient enough to get five-yard completions, to complete swing routes to see if your running back can make a guy miss, to throw some incompletions, you know. You're not going to be patient enough to have 15 play drives and beat us. If you are, you may beat us. We are, we are betting over here that if you are patient enough to take what we give you and go on 15 play scoring drives, then you'll beat us but we're betting you're not patient enough to do it. And the bet paid off. It's not that simple, but that's the guts of it. Okay? Nick says, here's a thought. When your best player gets hurt and you turn it over four times, you're not going to win many games. Well, again, it's not that simple, but that's kind of the guts of it also. Turn the ball over. Um, Barry Odom, outstanding defensive coach. And on that note, before I get to a question here on Facebook and then I'm coming back to the text, let me just say this. I caught about the last 20 minutes of the gridiron uh, with Chris Brooks and Beaver. And let me tell you something. They did a fantastic job. They really did nail it, I thought, and a couple of callers. First up, Chris. He said this. I'm now more excited about the Egg Bowl. I just want to give Chris props for saying that in an honest way because he's now more excited about the Egg Bowl because now he thinks Ole Miss has a chance to win. (laughs) No, seriously. Fletch called his show, nailed it, 
State's not as good as we thought they were after week one. And for a lot of y'all, guess what? They're not as bad as you think they are after week two. Same goes really true for everybody else. Fantastic call. Fletch nailed it, as usual. More bullies call. If y'all heard that at the end of the Brooks show, he nailed it. So I thought they were nailing it over there on their show. They did a great job before this one started. All right, uh, my friend, Coach David Wilkerson, watching the show today on Facebook. <clears throat> Here's what Coach Wilk said. Coach, a longtime offensive coach, knows it. He says, Matt, do you think State will have a package of zone reads for Schrader at quarterback when they can run it, where they can run it more? Um for a guy who's already a part of your offense and played in the game the other night, is 6'5 and runs a 4'5 and one of your better athletes and tough and likes contact and all that, especially coach on, in goal line stuff, it's hard for me to imagine that you wouldn't at least have it to be able to take advantage of that some. You know, because once you do kind of finally dial in how to work within the ebbs and flows of what defenses are doing, they give you man coverage every now and then you take your shot. They give you backed off zone, you just complete the underneath. You keep going and execute. Be a little more accurate and on time with the underneath stuff. You stay on the field more. They cr- creep up. You may take a shot. But you find yourself on the three-yard line. What a changeup it is if now there's Schrader taking a snap and reading your end and he can decide what to do with the ball. Because he could also throw off of it. I don't know. Maybe they're not there yet. I don't. I don't know. But... It seems like a natural thought to me, honestly, would be um, the next thing to step up there and kind of consider that because, you know, it's so so much harder to throw the ball once you get down there close to the goal line, right? And that's another part of it. Coach, good to hear from you. Hope you're doing good. I got so excited. I'm out of breath. Uh, MW247, what did he say here? He said, hey, Matt. I said this on the Brooks Show. Coordinators and coaching, that's what happened in the Arkansas game. Let let me give credit where credit is due, maybe where it's not. I said in week one, and this is absolutely true, in week one, Mississippi State's coaches coached circles around LSUs before the game and during it. And I think on this past Saturday, I think Arkansas's coaches – coach circles around Mississippi State's coaches before the game and during it. That's how it goes sometimes. They all get paid a lot of money. They all better show up and do something every now and then, or they all get fired. You said uh, you had coaches cut from the trees that were familiar with Mike Leach. Also, Lane Kiffin had his fingers on the game, plus he's played against Mike Leach still early in the season. Hale State, we are in for a chess match and coaching through all 10 games. I mean, I think you're right. One thing Fletch said in his call on the gridiron, which I thought was accurate, is given you know a, a COVID season, shortened season, less preseason, a different, all that kind of stuff, it's harder and harder to, to know what you're going to see outside of the most elite teams, Alabama. Outside of those, it's harder and harder. You can see it already to feel good about what you're going to see from everybody. You just don't know what you're going to see week to week. Lots of upsets. Lots of de- good defenses giving up points. Lots of good offenses not scoring any points. I mean, it's it's as unpredictable as it ever uh, has been. Three-hump camel. 
says it could be worse, right? Look at it this way. Dallas is only one win better than the Jets and the Giants. <laughs> Man, the Dallas defense. Whew. You, you have to have a hard time paying players to play and then be worse at it than Dallas's defense is. <laughs> I mean, what is it here? Denzel. White Denzel says, I've got a bad beat story from Saturday. I had a 14 parlay. I was right on all of them except one. Had the under in the TCU-Texas game. It was 63 and a half. Texas gets a safety to make it 33 to 31 at the end, and it hits the over. Whew. Bless your heart. Hog Jowl. Hey, Hog Jowl. How you feeling? Let me just tell you all this real quick before I read Hog Jowl's text. Hog Jowl, one of our best listeners who is uh, a big Arkansas fan. My next-door neighbor here in Tupelo, Jim, is from Arkansas, and he's a big Hog fan. On uh, what day was it? Maybe Friday, I was out in the driveway washing a car. And he pulls up into my driveway, which he never does. He pulls up into my driveway. I look over there. And he rolls the window down. And he's wearing his <laughs> Arkansas Razorbacks pullover and his Arkansas hat. This is on Friday now before the game. And he looks at me and he says, Would y'all, I, I turn the pressure washer off. He says, Would y'all just please take it easy on us? I said, Hey, now look, don't, don't come over here poor mouthing like that. You, Y'all have got a chance to win the game. You're better and physical. You look better against Georgia. I think it's going to be really competitive. He just shook his head, you know. Came over to my house, poor mouthing, on Friday. And since the game, I hadn't heard from him. Oh, and I got another friend here in Tupelo who's a big Arkansas fan. And I will not name him or even give you any hints. He's a friend of mine who's a big Arkansas fan. He told his wife... On Saturday night, <clears throat> he found out that the Mississippi State team was flying. I'm sorry, the Arkansas team was flying out of the Tupelo airport to go back home. He asked his wife to please take him to the airport so that he could send the team off, you know, wave at him, cheer for him. And he needed her to drive him because he had had a few beers. <laughs> and this is like at midnight on uh, Saturday night. And if you knew him, you know why well, that's funny. All right, Hogjowl says, Matt, all day people have been dissing KJ, but I'm certain you know as an SEC quarterback exactly what happened. Arkansas worked all week on keeping the receivers in front of them and then punishing them when they caught the ball. They rushed three, dropped eight the entire game. It was a perfect game plan by Barry Odom. Okay. Yes. All right. Here's the thing about that at Hogjowl is anybody with one eye and half a brain knew that's what they were going to get in the game. It wasn't, to your point, it wasn't so much what Arkansas was doing. You rush three, you drop. We say rush three, drop eight. But how? You know, where are they dropping them? Where are they dropping to? Where are they dropping from? How deep are they dropping? You know, there's all these different variations of zone coverage. And you have to be responsible. Because if you're not, uh, you know, accounting for different zones on the field and able to cover it, or if the throw gets in there before you make the play, it doesn't matter what coverage you're in, right? So it's executing what they're doing. So they're going two safeties. They were going, you know, I guess, what do you call it? Cover six because you have, you know, a, a two high safety or, you know, half field safety on one side, quarters on the other. So effectively it's three deep but in a different formation versus just cover three and 
They they didn't do much man and everybody drops, right? But the, the, there's several reasons at work. You go, it's not just the plan. It's the fact that, yes, to your point, they were very physical. So when there were completions that were made a lot during the game underneath, they came up, guys get there, hit, physically hit, make the tackle, and don't miss. They did not have a bunch of missed tackles. Let me give you a Mississippi State side of that. You say, you know, it's not on KJ, it was on the defensive plan. There was a lack of continuity and timing. Uh, if I think continuity is the right word. In that underneath pass game, is short throws. There were a lot of times where receivers, I didn't, I, you know, I'd see receivers that I couldn't tell if they knew they wanted to stop and hook up in the zone or keep running. They were kind of indecisive. So sometimes throws were missed because quarterback's thinking he's supposed to stop. Receiver's still kind of drifting a little bit. Well, against zone, we're going to stop. You know, they just they weren't on the same page a bunch. And then a lot of the c- completions they did have, Hog Jow, the ball's maybe just a little bit behind him, right? So, And it's a little late. Just I've come to him a little late, so now he catches it behind instead of catching it in front on time. So when he turns to try to make the defender miss, the defender's already on him. Versus if it's there on time accurately, he spins. Now I'm three yards from him. I put on a move or I make him miss. Whether or not a receiver or running back after they catch it can make the defender miss has a lot to do with the throw and the timing of the throw. And the timing and the accuracy in the underneath stuff wasn't there for the most part. Even though Arkansas was just kind of giving it to you if you would take it. We'll talk more about that. Stick around. All right, back with you rolling along on a Reaction Monday. Y'all call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. You know, and somebody was questioning on uh, the comments uh, why I read more text messages than I do um, YouTube comments. The comment was, well, there's money in this YouTube, but there's zero money in those useless text messages. (laughs) Well, that's one of those, like that commercial you you heard on the radio a minute ago, what, think before you post? And think about that now. See, uh, my friends over at Divinity, they support the show and and love local sports, and they actually pay good money to have their name attached to the phone line, the Divinity Equipment phone line on the show. And on the text messages, the Country Please and Sauces text line, Country Please and Sauces on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Love local sports. I saw their logos all over the stadium on Saturday in Starkville. Um, Local, love local sports. Love being a part of it. They support this show. They pay good money to be a part of the text line that is used throughout this show. Does that make sense? And for people that watch on Facebook and on YouTube, uh, there's no money in that for me or for anybody else. It's just merely a, a service to you folks who maybe can't pick up the game on the radio where you live. I'm sorry, pick up the broadcast of the show on the radio where you live, and so you're able to tune in on YouTube or Facebook. So uh, there you go. But speaking, speaking of comments on YouTube, Charlie, who's watching on the, the, the show on the YouTube live stream, says, 
that if Kylan Hill isn't hurt in the first drive of the game, I doubt they'd stay in that 3-8 uh, scheme. Three-man front, 3-4 so defense, or 3-3-5, three, three, and then, depending on the call, it depends on who drops where in coverage. Um, I thought Dylan did a pretty good job coming in as a, as a true freshman. Listen, man, he and Marks are good. Yeah, they are. Those two guys have big-time futures. Uh, they And they played really well, two freshman backs. So three freshmen were your leading receivers in the game. Wally, Dylan Johnson, and uh, Quintavious Marks. Did I get his first name right? Yeah, three freshmen. But but the point being, okay, Kylan Hill, you know, early in that game before Kylan got hurt, there was a play where, you know, you got the call, the routes go down the field, KJ's in a pocket, three-man rush, Eyes are in the middle of the field. He's looking, looking. He's reading down the field to try to find that lane to make that big throw. And Kylan swings out of the backfield, and they didn't cover him. Okay. So, listen. It was less about the personnel in the game and more about whoever was in the game getting the football underneath on time to force that defense to come up and tackle, which they did. They had the plan in. They were ready to do that for four quarters. But if you hit them a little more precisely and a little more often when you give that big throw to the running back or underneath, you had a better chance to, number one, stay on the field, number two, not turn it over because you're not forcing it into windows that aren't open, and then number three, score. State had two touchdowns. Listen, State had two touchdown drives in the game. One was 15 plays, 75 yards. And the other was 14 plays, 76 yards. Somebody commented and said, uh, the Hogs deserve credit for just being a better football team. Well, time will tell if they're a better football team. I'll tell you this, they executed the plan their coaches had better than State did. It was less about... It was le- the, the game was less about what people did and more about how they did it. State was not patient on offense. It was almost like State spent a large portion of the game, especially in the first half, without a very keen understanding of what the defense was allowing them to do, giving to them, just free yards underneath, just take it, and and a lack of understanding of how patient they would have to be to just take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. You could see right away. The key, the story, if you were going to win the game, if you were State, was you're going to look up and you're going to have run 90 to 95 plays. You're not going to have five and six-play scoring drives. Not unless they get out of it. And the only way you're going to get them out of the, the drop and give it the bend-don't-break defense, the only way you can get them out of it is to take what they give you and complete it every time. <laughs> That's it. And then people have talked about you know, a three-man rush for Arkansas. There wasn't a lot of pressure from that three-man rush. You know, it was minimal at best pressure. There was a couple of times, right? You know, the state started out three for three on fourth down conversions. They went for it on fourth down. Three times they get it. They were really confident. In the last two, they didn't. Running play, Arkansas knows they're going to run it, makes the play. But in terms of pass rush with three guys, there just wasn't a lot. That's just a, a misevaluation by some fans. The three-man pass rush was just because you had to do it. They didn't have much of an effect in the game at all. 
I think another missed evaluation, Matt, is is for me, is everybody's getting caught up in talking about Leach's offense and how it was stale this week and how they couldn't get anything done, right? Defense played pretty darn well. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, I and thought they, so. They played well enough to win the ball game. Well, you give up 14 points on defense total, yeah. and, and all 14 were on two busted <laughs> coverages. Yeah. The same well, busted coverage to Arkansas's credit. Now, Arkansas moved the ball, but, man, what State did in that fourth quarter, J.B., to yeah. continue to just go three and out, three and out, three and out, when Arkansas could have put the game away with one offensive drive on any of those, and they had about four possessions where State went out and forced punt after punt after punt. Defense did everything they could possibly do to keep them in that game. State just um, was too impatient with a lack of understanding on offense of what they needed to do. And they turned it over, you know, turned it yeah. over. Forced, and, and you add in there the punt, the muff punt at the end, yeah. that's a turnover, big turnover as well. So it's effectively four turnovers that they got seven points off turnovers because one of them was a pick six, and that's the difference in the game, literally, 21-14. So yeah. I think – Well, I th- and I think also possibly you talk about maybe – Kicking two field goals instead of going for sure, it, yeah, and, and short, and then you're only down one point. That's you know? exactly right. If, you, if you're kicking field manageable. goals right there, well, and you know what? You're right. It's more manageable. And how about Mike Leach in the post game? Most coaches don't do this, but they said, you know, you went for it twice there at the end on fourth down, didn't get it either time. Looking back, do you like those play calls, or would you have called something different? Uh, he says, Yeah, I mean, I would have kicked it. <laughs> Looking back, knowing what happened, knowing they stopped you, now you'd love to go back and kick both field goals, get six points out of it. And now you got the football, all you need is a field goal to win it. So I think there's a lot of lessons learned coming out of that ball game. I guarantee you this because I've been there. Um, you can sit there and people can tell you, well, you were impatient, or well, you know, it was a game where you were going to have to just be, you know, really take what they give you underneath and get it out a little quicker. And, and you hear that, and it sounds one way, and then you watch it on film. You finally sit down on Sunday and watch the film, and you're like, you have that aha moment. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see what you mean. And, you know, I think they'll probably be better going forward. They have to be. 14 points ain't going to beat anybody, that's for sure. Uh, Lynn on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. What's up, Lynn? Morning, man. How you doing today? Great. What's up? Oh, not much. Hey, uh, well, I'm I butchered that pick, but anyway, <laughs> we'll move on. Well, you weren't the uh, only one. How about that? No, no, I'm not alone this time. Uh, look, I I keep hearing people. You know how the message boards are. It's crazy. It's just reactional stupidness. We're gonna be fine offensively, I think, but. I mean, is this going to be a, a easy thing for them to be able to correct, or is it going to take? Is it going to be really difficult? And I figure you'd know as a quarterback how how big of a switch this is going to be to make on them. You know, Lynn, it's kind of a yes and no. It's in it's, the truth is in the middle. It's not something that is as simple as we watch the film, everybody flips a mental switch, and we're perfect going forward. It's not that simple. Right. They've still got to go out and work out all these kinks in practice. What they learned is this. They've got the speed to run by people. They showed against LSU. They've got timing. When they get go routes and when they get verticals, he's going to hit them. 
When people give a man and they can throw that mesh on the run, which in man-to-man coverage you're running away from it, um, he's hitting that stuff, right? They're catching it, making yards after the catch. They learn that the reading that now adjusting all those routes, same calls, you adjust them against zone coverage. So instead of running across the field on mesh, we mesh and now we have to hook up and stop in the zone, in the window. As a receiver, I have to find the window between these two defenders where he can hit me with the ball, right? So, right. So I've got to find the window. The quarterback has to know I'm going to find a window. He also has to know where it is and get the ball out on time so that when I turn my head in the window, boom, it hits me in the face mask, I catch it, and now I turn and have a chance to make a move before they hit me. Versus the other night, there were a lot of completions in the game, some of them good, but a lot of those completions, still the ball was getting there a little late or a little behind or just there's a little lack of continuity so that when you catch it, you're immediately hit. There's no chance for yards after the catch, right? So all that stuff, it, they still must go out and work it out in practice, which takes time. So they're really going to work on it this week, I guarantee you, ahead of Kentucky, because Kentucky would be utterly stupid not to do the same thing defensively that Arkansas did. Lynn, I appreciate your phone call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night. Yes, sir. You too. Always good phone calls from Lynn. I'd put our callers up against anybody in terms of the questions we get and the observations we get. I really would. I'll put our callers up against anybody. Even the old hog jowl, man. Hog jowl on the text line. He's a... Yeah. By the way, a, we got a PSA, Matt, that I don't know that you're aware of. But real quick, country pleasing is closed on Mondays. Hmm. Back on the show with you live today in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi and all 82 counties. Your hometown heroes, your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Blake on YouTube says, if I told you we'd beat LSU in Alabama but lose to Arkansas and Kentucky, would you take that? Man, yeah, I think everybody would. I think I think everybody would, right? I mean, that's what you're going to get with Coach Leach. And I said it to friends of mine. I think I said it on the show. It's you know, it just has the look of you're going to beat some teams over the long haul. You're going to beat some teams you're not supposed to, but you're also going to lose some games you don't feel like you're supposed to. Stuff like that's going to happen. Um, Blake also said that uh, the kicker, Brandon, it, we, we were saying Ruiz, and it's spelled Ruiz, R-U-I-Z, but we found out on the broadcast from the team that that, that Brandon says his last name, the actual correct, pronunciation is Rees as almost as if we're just looking completely past the U. So he is Brandon Rees, the kicker transfer from Arizona State. That's just a, a note for all of us. And you're right. Automatic against LSU, really good. Um, hindsight 2020, you take those field goals instead of fourth and ones. You make it a one-point game, a chance to kick a field goal to win. Uh, Jordan on YouTube is asking any updates on Kylan. I haven't personally reached out and gotten any updates. I have Someone that sent us a message that said Kylan says that he's back full go. Um, I think he said that on social media, but other than that, uh, don't know. PRG on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. JB let us know that Country Meat Packers Highway 49 Florence is closed on Mondays. 
And so we're going to make that announcement on Mondays. We're going to play the song Man of Constant Sorrow right after it. <laughs> uh, PRG says, Matt, the next time you question whether or not one of Ole Miss's opponents can move the ball up and down the field, don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I didn't think Kentucky could go up and down the field with Ole Miss, and they did. They found a way to score, made it an interesting game. What a way for Kentucky to lose it, though, huh? And here's the thing. I was in the booth. I was not getting to watch every play closely and listen to the broadcast and things like that. Y'all probably know things about the Ole Miss game that I don't. What was the deal with Mark Stoops reportedly chasing down the officials at the end of that game? I watched it. What happened? I, I'm not sure of the call. I think he, some, one of our listeners have to refresh my memory I, because – I was having some other issues dealing with that, but I know he he was so upset about. The, I think it was the spot of the ball. Okay, because he had he thought that it wasn't a touchdown or something like that. Oh, oh, uh, for Ole Miss in overtime. Hmm. I think so. I hmm. think that's what. it was. So it was a, okay. Yeah, to be honest with you, uh, my buddy had just grilled a whole bunch of wings, and I was inside. <laughs> when <that> <laughs> and I came out and just saw him going nuts. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Okay, uh, let's see here. Who's on? We got Jake on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. Jake, what's up, man? man? Uh, I'm, I'm sad, brother. I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad. <laughs> um, I called it. I don't know if you remember this. I called. I see everybody about to look out for look out for, uh, for uh, Arkansas because they ain't got nothing to lose. Yeah. Just like Mississippi State went into Death Valley, had nothing to lose. Uh, they came in with a game plan, and they executed, mm-hmm. which I saw both of them wasn't all that great myself. Arkansas didn't play all that great. Um, Lee's got to understand something. I ain't locking the guy, but he got to This is not the Pac-12 or the Pac-10, whatever they call it, and this is not the Big 12. This is SEC, bro. The most sorry team could come in <laughs> with a, an average defense can beat you. You got to understand this. All right. When you fourth and one, bro, I, I think your co-host said it. When you fourth and one, bro, I don't know what happened to Hill. I think Hill would have made that first down. Hmm. But I, I think he was hurt. But I think Hill would have made it. Hey, and he, what he about this, Jake? Decision. What about this? this uh, you know, again, the whole hindsight thing, it, it's anytime you're in a one or two possession game with time left, minimum that's it. It's like you ought to just take the points if you can take them. You know what I mean? Like if you you got a kicker who's yeah. automatic, take the put the points on the board. Worry about catching up points later instead of now. It's almost like, you know, you see so many teams that for no reason in the second or third quarter will go for two instead of kicking ass. They go for two to try to you know make it a seven point game or something. Just put the points on the board that are the most automatic, and you can worry about the end of the game chasing points, but don't do it early. I think that was probably but, a lesson in that ball game. Well, also, Matt, go what what got you down there. You started on their red zone. You ended up on your red zone. What got you down there? You niggling down yourself all the way down yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And then you went from a, for a different type of format was running. Yeah. You don't have your All-American um, running back no more. Throw the, throw the five-yard pass or a quarterback seat. You was off the shot. I, I, I think he was in the shotgun. Yeah. He went, then he gave a ball to the guy another four yards back. I mean, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Do a quarterback sneak. The guy's big enough to push the center a little bit, uh, a yard, dude. Come on. Come on, Robin Leach. Leach. I mean, I'm sorry, not Robin Leach. 
that's the guy from the rich and famous. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was a different leech, right? <laughs> Lifestyles of the rich and famous. <laughs> what was that guy's name? All Robin right. Leach. Robin Leach. That's it. Thanks, Jake. Chris on the phone, on the Divini phone. What's up, Chris? What's up, Matt? I'm Yo. here to eat my crow. Attaboy. Um, 67 to 17. Hmm. That was pretty <laughs> bad of me to say. That looked pretty That looked pretty putrid. I mean, that was... I got closer to that with that score to, to the Dallas Cowboy game. I mean, good gracious. Yeah, right. But, you know, I just... I don't know. I mean... Okay, so... Mike Leach is a great coach, and KJ Costello is a great coach. But you got the broadcasters screaming. They're rushing three. They're dropping eight. Take this small passage. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is it so hard for smart people, football people, to see that? Take it, what they're going to give you. Yeah. It, I mean, if you if you force them, if they would have took what they give them, they would have won the game. Well, the only way you get a defense out of what it wants to do and what they game plan to do is you beat them at what they want to do. You know, that's right. the way you do but it. What like I'm saying, if a team is blitzing you like crazy, it only if a team's blitzing you like crazy, do you know how you stop them from blitzing? Is you continue to, you, well, you continue to beat their blitz, whether you're throwing slants or screens or whatever it is, you beat it enough times, they'll stop doing it. The same's true for any type of defense, and that's what you're saying. You know, and and you're right, Chris. Listen, it is patience. It's that's the word for State's offense in that game is patience, and they learned the hard way that aggressiveness is not always um, manifested in big chunk yardage, 15 yard passes, 60 yard passes. That's not. You can be aggressive in a lot of different ways. You can aggressively attack what they are giving you to force them to have to change and do something they don't want to do. Arkansas didn't want to play man coverage. You know how you force them to play some man coverage? You prove to them that the zo- you prove to them that zone won't work. So you got to beat their zone. And you, what you can't do though is be impatient and say, "Well, you may not be giving me these looks down the field, but I'm still going to look for them. I'm going to look 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 for them." They learn the hard way. And I guarantee you they've watched the film. Now, they're going to have to coach it, but there's some middle ground. You're going to start playing teams that are going to mix up coverage. Week one, you saw a lot of man. Week two, you see a lot of zone. One worked, one didn't. People are going to start mixing it up on you, and you got to stay on top of it. The biggest thing to me is um, you know, the, the, the understanding in, within the framework of the game what it is they're trying to do so that you can attack it. And frankly... That comes with experience. And I know that K.J., for instance, played a lot of football. But not in this offense. Not in that uniform. Right. Not with that coach calling plays. Not with those teammates. And, and it may take a few games to, to figure out that balance, frankly. Okay, so so we never heard anything what was really wrong with Kylan because it looked like concussion protocol. Mm. Well, for me, I, I mean, never, really, did it? Yeah, I never got anything official, but there's no doubt that's what it is. It either happened when they hit him in the back of the head or when his head hit the ground, one or the other, because your arms go limp, you stumble off the field, and now the trainers won't give you your helmet back? There's That's what it is, yeah. you know? So the thing about it is, though, why didn't we get a um, 
I know that wasn't head to helmet to helmet contact, but that was forcible contact to the helmet. How come that wasn't a penalty? I mean, oh, they well, call it all the time. They, I think they just do whatever they want to, and they just, yeah. I don't know. I, I still believe the refs play a little favorites, and they're a little bit intercom, incompetent sometimes. But, hey, look, last thing I'm going to say is um, Dallas's defense sucks. This is, uh, <laughs> all you Cowboy fans out there, the our worst. defense sucks. Mm-hmm. Sucks. And Dak is the best. So, pay the man. Pay Dak. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say all year. The man's got 1,800 yards in three games or four games, whatever. So he's almost got 2,000 yards already. Yeah, that's incredible. Chris, appreciate the call, man. Have a great day. You too. Hey, the comment of the day, JB, just came through on the live stream over on YouTube. All right. You going to tease it? Or are you? Gonna no, I'm just going, I think I'll just go ahead and tell you. All right. It came from Tony Joe. By the way, great name. Tony Joe White, Pokes out at Annie. Look that one up. Uh, it came from Tony Joe. He said, man, it sure sounds easy on Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you got it. it. Throwing passes, completing them, beating a defense. It's easy on Monday morning. It's never been easier than it is right here on the radio. I can talk a big game. Y'all stick around. <laughs> 